0: Welcome to the Broken Sun. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Arp, your guide here on Stories of a Broken Sun. I am the friendly guide of this podcast. We're in season two, Spectres of a Broken Sun, and we've made our way out into space where a mystery awaits our intrepid crew of heroic adventurers. Today, I am joined by those self-same adventurers. Just go around and introduce everybody. We're joined by Michael Blood.
1: Howdy, everyone. It's me, Mike Blood. They, them. Tonight, again, as always, I'll be playing Emran Pak, he, him. And hopefully with my new friend, Eli Vok having a tier four cyber eye, we'll all be able to come together in friendship and
0: solve the bomb threat. I have my fingers crossed for you, of course, as a fan of the players. And the next player of whom I am a fan is Velvet. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. I
2: am Velvet Feyfair playing Maeve Centis. uh she, her, just eating stuff in space,
0: making Kerrigan proud. I am sure Kerrigan looks upon you from their digital realm with encouragement and appreciation and a person i appreciate is here as well that's trudy
3: hi there i'm trudy Uh, my pronouns are they them and i play zora she her who is uh real good at smashing things
0: that she is oh sorry i cut you off
3: no 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 that's fine i had nothing else to contribute
0: (laughs) all right and speaking of wonderful contributions we're finally joined by Keekers.
4: hi everyone it's me Kikers, also known as be a space Cat. Um, Today I'm playing Keva Jarma, she, her. I'm also she, her, and I hope I contribute fruitfully today.
0: We all do indeed. Now, when last we left off, we were in the midst of a magical mystery aboard the fleet, or in and amongst the Hygean Splinter Fleet that has come to negotiate with you. What you found was that, well, you first learned that there was an issue when Weapon Table went missing from the Express. MP came to alert you of that and that they had had an emergency shutdown and he brought you back there to the express where you found there was a uh, ruined scrib device keeping the ramp of the express open. You were able to fix that and hack into it a little bit enough to get a username, which brought you to El Coco, a ship of bounty hunters captained by Colvisario in the fleet Uh, aboard that ship. They attempted to kill you when you rendezvoused with them, but you were able to take over the ship with surprisingly no casualties. And uh, you learned several things from them. You learned that Call wasn't there, but Call had previously been there with a, an erstwhile cataphract, a Centauran, who you then learned was the captain of the guard aboard Jellyfish Junction. Also, there you learned that they had been hired by somebody, we don't know who. To seed the fleet, this section of the fleet, with bombs, which were of the same construction as the ones that the Sunbreakers used to blow up the statue of Governor De Winton back aboard the Sun. So it seems like maybe they were trying to frame you for this destructive act in the fleet, thus throwing a monkey wrench into our negotiations here with the Hygeans. Okay, so you have returned to the fleet and uh, the contacts you have on the fleet. Axel Gray and Looming even fall Dangerous Midnight, are in the midst of making sure that tracking down as many of those bombs as they can. Of course, that's going to be difficult for them to do in time because there are a lot of bombs and they are all on timers. So there's that clock ticking down as well. Uh, in addition, when we're talking troublesome clocks, Bitter Wakening, a uh, headstrong, shall we say, centauran Warrior, from The Enduring Loop has launched his own quote-unquote investigation into the matter, and he is very bad at it. So uh, Mandukai is tailing him, trying to keep him from mucking up all the crime scenes too much, uh, fingers crossed. But we are at three out of eight on Bitter Awakening's quote-unquote investigation clock, where he is messing things up for you the more that clock fills. So you are back on Jellyfish Junction. You towed El Coco here, with the express and some fancy flying. And you've been welcomed back. There's a lot of uh, activity happening here. What do we do now that we're back in the hangar bay?
4: Well, I want to say something important and that it took a little bit of time, but I figured out exactly what or which detective novel or, you know, mystery novel character Bitter Awakening is. Yeah, He is John Harrison from, I think John, am I getting it confused?
0: I don't know because I don't know who that is.
4: Well, he's Perot's friend named John, who is kind of a dunce compared to Perot and is more action instead of thinking it through. Right. And Mike is. Hastings. Yeah. Thank you so much, John Hastings. Getting my Johns confused by last names here.
0: How many detectives have John sidekicks then? So many.
4: All of them? Well, I think part of it is just because it's a common name, but I like Hastings, that it's from his point of view, and that he's different from Watson because, like, you sympathize more with Watson, but John Hastings is more like, oh my gosh, Hastings! Ah!
0: Don't be so hasty. Yeah. Okay, so what's happening here in the Hangar Bay for you? Um, we
1: want to, I think, first and foremost, check up on the progress of tracking the bomb's I guess if we could give them the chemical signature, I don't know how they would find them. Uh, well, they've they got
0: the information you furnished them from the uh, the crew of El Coco.
1: Okay, perfect. Um, I guess we get the crew of El Coco for the meantime in, imprisoned, I guess, just for their own safety, perhaps, and our our own. <laughs> and then we need to, with Mandica handling Bitter Awakening, I think we need to focus on finding erstwhile cataphract and call Visario.
0: Okay. You also have some of the uh, components of the bombs that uh, had not yet been fully assembled that you got from El Coco. So that's something you could maybe leverage as you are searching for erstwhile cataphract. Now, as an officer aboard the ship, there is a high likelihood that uh, erstwhile cataphract is registered in some way with the systems and you might be able to track him through the ship that way um okay i don't know that that would occur to Emran. probably mm. not
4: i did have a i did have a thought again like Kevin just keva says i think weapon table must have fought call and like took their script and left it for us
1: maybe or call was in a hurry to get the ship stuck open i'm not sure but i don't think that weapon table um is doing anything malicious right now
4: i I don't think that weapon table probably, you know, left like maybe like he went after them because he knew that they were doing something wrong.
1: It's possible. I mean, despite our, but our best, uh, our best work, uh,
2: he's still a cop. Have I seen the Centurions use like electronic panels and stuff like that?
0: Uh, yeah, they've got they've got panels and interfaces and such. They look different from what you're used to but an interface is an interface okay i thought that the ship was more organic
2: than mechanical so i think i will suggest that we could track uh i'm not sure how tuned into us while Cataphract is this to the system but he has to have some kind of credentials or keys that allow him to get to the more restricted spaces perhaps one of us could track him that way okay
4: oh like on hub when we needed the mechanical clearance
2: right exactly
4: I could always ask the ship if it's alive.
1: Why don't you try um, tapping in like you do?
4: You got uh, everyone think that's okay if I do that.
0: You could also ask someone who works on this ship to like just type it in. Or <laughs> no, why do we do that? I, I, I don't our... want to. I don't want to dictate.
4: <laughs> this is our way.
0: We're doing it our way. <laughs> it works. It. It's fine. If that's how if that's how this goes, we'll go. We'll roll with it.
4: I think what happens is Keva's like, we should ask someone first if I can do that.
0: <laughs> Probably
1: a good idea not to stick your hair into the ship.
4: Well, without permission.
1: Mm. Yeah, but that's,
0: yeah. Dangerous Midnight is is here.
1: Oh, cool. Dangerous Midnight.
0: Yeah, Z is here in the hangar bay. Uh, Z greeted you when you arrived.
4: Am I allowed to, like, connect to the ship to look for that person, um, Erstwhile Cataphrac?
0: Dangerous Midnight looks up from... Is there a scrib, which uh, is he's typing on? And he says, oh, yeah, uh, I'm just finishing up. I had to get their full name. So let's see. I'm just typing in here. Well, cataphract, gazing through the horizon, settled in his grief. Uh, okay. Now it looks like he's been back on the ship in and out. Whoa, that's interesting. Huh. Okay. So it says here that he left the ship with... Eli Vak, and then came back again with Eli Vak earlier today.
1: I call Eli Vak. Hey, what's up? Uh, you hanging out with Urstwyl Kattifrek?
0: What the hell is that?
1: You hang out with a Centauran who runs security on the ship, Emran. Do you think
0: that I would ever willingly hang out with a cop? What if you didn't know he was a cop? Okay, well, I have not hung out with any Centauran security guards. Also, I have been here all day. Do you know if your ship has left? Uh, he. Check something, you hear some beeping and booping. Uh, hasn't been anywhere that I've seen. It's weird. Um, Dangerous Midnight
1: has your credentials pinging with, uh, with this erstwhile cataphract that we're looking for. He's been working with Cal, with and your credentials are coming up, leaving the ship and then coming back earlier today.
0: Son of a gun. Somebody's hacked me. All right, hang on. I got it. He hangs up. Uh, Emron just relays the conversation to the, the group. Yeah, I mean, as far as Eli claims, he's been here all day and so on. I don't know Eli too well.
1: I don't think the, what, what are they, the hedonists want to blow up? Hedonaki. Right, whatever. Fun name. I don't think they want to, why would they want to foil the, any sort of treaty we could come to? Money? Sure, but do they benefit more from everybody, all parties fighting? I guess so. He did say he wanted to get into a
0: big fight. That this is what, this would produce the biggest fight. Well, look, I mean, we can see with our eyes that his ship has not left. Right. But that doesn't mean that he didn't. Sure. But if I keep poking around here, I'm just trying to get the system to tell me where Erstwhile Cataphract is right now. Uh He appears to be on the ship. And, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, okay, okay. He's a couple decks down, or at least he was last time he went through a checkpoint. So, like, we can maybe get down there, see if he's there,
1: figure this out. Um, While we're on the way, does he have... Would you know of any way to elude checkpoints?
0: I mean, I might know some ways to elude checkpoints. I just mean, would he be able to? As head of security, probably, yeah. Well, let's hope it's just someone using his credentials. Well, you know, let's find out. Like I said, he's a solid guy.
1: Never had an issue with him before. I guess we mosey, if everyone wants to mosey.
2: Before we mosey, could I try to reach out to Jellyface Junction?
0: Yeah, you can. You haven't quite figured out how to communicate with its mind on the level that you're used to yet. That's part of your long term project, but uh, you're certainly welcome to make an attempt at it. It would be, I'd say, limited effect. And we're in a risky position just because of the timer on these bombs. A risky limited that's outside my comfort zone of risky standard, but I'll go for it. Okay. Uh, that reminds me, I need to put a clock for the bombs up here. Yay, it's a four. E4. Okay. Uh, while you are taking the time to do this, you hear from uh, Dangerous Midnight's Scrib. Here's cataphract. And you say he's a few decks down? All right, I'm on my way. As Bitter Awakening rushes ahead of you. Jesus. God oh, damn it. I no. Okay, and what are you trying to communicate with the ship about?
2: I think I'll just try to express that like it, that Earth's Cataphract is trying to cause harm to the ship and the people on it and that we need to find them as soon as possible.
0: Okay. Uh, you get a ping back and the ping is able to, it puts a map in your brain and the map in your brain is uncomfortable. It blanks out your regular sight for a few seconds. But on that map, which is all you can see during this time, you see that there is a dot that shows Aristotle Cataphracts passing through a, uh, a security checkpoint, the same one that, uh, that you were informed of. But this is a second backup confirmation of that, at least. Okay. Uh, So you all mosey on down there. You get into one of the lift shafts, which is, you know, you go in and it uh, just carries you down through. It's one of those ones where it's just like air, pressurized air. It's like you're in a pneumatic tube, brings you down. You get squelched out onto the deck that's the appropriate one. Uh, This deck is not as set up for human comfort as the deck that you've been on. It's much more damp. The smell in the air is oppressive it's a, an alien smell that has a mixture of like vegetable decay and mildew to it would you say it's a smelly smell that smells smelly it's, it's not necessarily unpleasant uh but it is uh, a thick smell and the air is uh, is damp and and uh, a little harder to breathe The lighting is different as well. It's a a lighting that ripples as if you were underwater, but you are not. It's so humid. And you make your way through. The walls and the floor are softer here, uh, more fleshy than uh, chitinous as they were above. Not chitinous, shell-like, rather.
2: Shells is just water (laughs) chitin.
0: Yeah, so you you make your way to the security checkpoint uh, in question. It's one of those portal doors like the ones that you've seen before that uh, Iris is open with a squelching noise. And on the other side of it, you see a cod like Centauran who is in something like a full body cybernetic suit. So you can basically see the head of a cod in the body of like a Terminator like robot exoskeleton uh, that has four arms. And there's some type of weaponry mounted on its back. And uh, yeah, that's what you see here on the other side of it. And next to this centauran is a human woman with dark hair, pale skin, uh, thick eyebrows that are very like on point with a naturally scowly face, we might say. She's wearing power armor. Her helmet is currently disengaged. It's the same power armor that you saw the bounty hunters wearing aboard El Coco. This picture matches Calvisario. Do they know we're here? Yeah, I mean, a big door just opened behind them. Cool. They are turning towards you in surprise. I would like to initiate beef. Okay. What form does this beef initiation take?
2: Uh, Jesus. I
0: would like to <laughs>
2: bring back that that acid spitting beetle form and just loogie right at their faces.
4: Okay. Seriously, you're not gonna web them up? Sorry. No, that's Mave's. That's your decision. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh, it sounds like you're doing an attack of some sort on them. Yes. So what action do you want this to be? Or what action do you think this should be?
2: Uh, I mean, it's, it's just straight up beef. So I'm thinking scrap.
0: Okay. Uh, you're in a risky position here. And I think you're spitting up acid at one or two people. One. Who are you aiming for here? I mean, people get like mad at me
2: when my attacks are lethal. So maybe I'll try to aim for the, the weaponry attached to erstwhile cataphracts battlesuit
0: okay i went to google cod because i just wanted to get a better mental image of what a cod's head looks like and i googled cod and it was just all call of duty yeah <laughs> i it's had just, forgotten
1: it's the body of soap mctavish
0: yeah so i had to google cod fish <laughs> and it's just fish in call of duty yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like golly i didn't know that there was a fishing mini game. <laughs> Cod are pretty big, eh?
1: Cod are actually really big, yeah.
0: I did not cod know head they head. were that big. There's a person here holding one, and the fish is as big as him. Ooh. Hot. Nature is scary. Should put that on Tinder. <laughs> uh, sorry, Trudy. Were you saying something?
3: No, I'm. I'm just looking at pictures of cod heads right now. Hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's not weird. We're all on the same page. Stop making it weird. <laughs> I think the face that the cod gives you is uh, this exact face that I'm going to link you an image of. Oh boy. If you Google codfish and you go to images, it is, let's see, where did it go? Oh no, I've lost it. Nope. It's in the first row all the way on the right from the article, Codfish have regional accents from ABC News. (laughs)
1: Get out out of here.
0: (laughs) The more you know. It's just a bit of a side eye, like surprised, but... Uh, disdainful, almost look on this Surprise. cod's face. Oh,
3: is it like
2: the old, like sur- dramatic look, Gopher?
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna try and get this image for you. Here we Super go.
2: excited, Matt.
0: I really like this cod's face. We're taking his We're taking a sidebar
2: to to do this.
3: I'm <laughs> trembling with anticipation. I I don't see it when I search for codfish.
2: Oh no, oh, that that is oh, there. Quite it is side eye.
3: Oh, I see him.
1: Oh, hello oh. Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the face that that faces here i think it's even i think he's even got that same scar that this codfish has under his eye <laughs> i'm a codfish they're giving me
2: that look i give people i went to school with six years ago when i run out into them out in the big white world
4: <laughs> mm.
0: uh, so all... he's about to open his mouth as you attack here Go am oh, sorry go ahead what was it you were saying there uh
2: who
4: okay for me i was gonna say i bet he's really oily too because cod you know uh-huh
1: cod cod liver oil Hey. yeah, he's a
0: slimy fish I know what you did. <laughs> tried to blow up your people. sorry, Trudy, were you saying something, or did I?
3: no, you you were not hearing me. I was muted drinking okay. my Slurpee. so
0: all right, hopefully not cod flavored. Don't, no. I could tell you, no. try it, all right <laughs> so uh, he's turned towards you and is opening his mouth to say something with this uh annoyed look on his face, and you see call is also turning towards you, reaching your hand up towards the side of her head, presumably to activate her helmet. Uh, She's holding one of those same assault rifles that you saw aboard El Coco. And you make your scrap roll, Maeve. Is this risky standard? Risky standard.
4: Apparently there's a Mr. Codfish and bed knobs and broomsticks, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, number five. Rolled yourself a five there. Okay, so, uh, consequences. Our actions have them. Then you were aiming to disable his exoskeleton here, you said, with the acid?
2: Yeah, I was aiming for whatever the the big guns he's got attached to it. I'd off that acid splashes and hit some other stuff. That'd be pretty tubular.
0: <laughs> okay, I think your acid gums up the uh, gun that he is bringing over his shoulder to point at you. And it gets into the cannon's barrel, and the gun is... It doesn't look like it's firing, so it doesn't, like, explode on him but it uh, definitely gums up the works of that whatever cannon he's pulling over his shoulder there. As a consequence here, Bitter Awakening arrives, and that's, he, that's fun. <laughs> he comes in from the opposite direction, further down the hallway, and he is just like ululating Battle Cry, like, ah! crashes <laughs> into oh Call God. and erstwhile cataphracts, all ribbons and blades slashing, and Call screams, uh, she's trying to get her helmet to close, but like several of Bitter Awakening's ribbons are already clawing at the helmet and like there's a cut on her face and uh, Erstral Cataphract is suddenly fighting on two fronts. Like, what the? So things have gotten chaotic here as a consequence of that five roll. I take back some of the mean things I've said about Bitter Awakening. Not all of them,
2: <laughs> but some of them.
0: We all love our unpredictable fish man. So yeah, they're all they're all tangled together in this combat. Uh, Call is streaming. Ursaal Cataphract is trying to say something, and uh, Bitter Awakening is tangled up with all of them with all of his ribbons. You can hear from further down the hallway, Mandu Kai shouting something as well. Clearly, she has not had a whole lot of luck keeping up with uh, Bitter Awakening on his home territory. So what's going on here now?
4: I'm, I'm trying to think. So I think Keva is going to try to use hair To pick up Call and Erstwell Cataphract. Like, pick them up in the air, separated, rolled up in hair so they can't do anything. Very, very tangled sort of-esque situation here.
0: (laughs) Ah, we're gonna have a Rapunzel battle.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. But basically, (laughs) it's just like, she's just like, Sorry, I was trying to gesture with two hands, but I need one hand to hold the talk button. But anyway, so she's kind of like just picking them up with her hair and lifting them up so that now it's like everyone else can't get to them, but like they're incapacitated, you know, basically just like, you know.
0: Okay. You will have to extricate them from bitter awakenings, ribbons and fins as well as you do this. So I think that's going to be a complicated kind of role. What sort of action do you think this is?
4: Ugh, it might be a scramble or a scrap. Uh, I think scrap makes sense. Okay. Because
0: you are getting, you're getting into the middle of a melee here, of a brawl that's going on. Yeah. Okay. Because Bitter Awakening has all of these ribbons and such going on as well, I think it's going to be risky with limited effect to make this attempt uh, as it is to start with.
4: Yeah. If I can get one extricated, that would be good, you know, but still...
0: I forget, you always, you can get help. You have three gambits left, two or three.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm going to add a uh, gambit.
0: Of course, there's always devil's bargains that you can ask for in these situations. Okay, (laughs) You don't need to ask for a devil's bargain. You've got gambits and such, but I'm just... But you could.
4: Okay.
0: Reminder to the table in general. That is a mechanic in this game.
4: Okay, well, I got a four again,
0: so... Uh...
4: So I'm guessing I only got one of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hmm or maybe i got all three of them
0: i'm just trying to decide how hard i want this consequence to be uh super dense because i have a pretty hard one in mind but i don't know if it's quite what i want to go for right now
1: keva is instantly decapitated by
0: bitter <laughs> not that kind of one
4: i was thinking her hair was gonna get cut
0: to me uh like in my mind this looks kind of have you watched any macross shows i haven't no.
4: Okay. I
0: have. Oh, good. There's this thing called the Itano Circus. Let me see if I can Google or pull it up on YouTube or if there's a gif of it or something. Um, so it was a type of particular animation moment, a type of scene pioneered by Ichiro Itano, a Japanese animator on originally on Macross. He's I guess he's like 60 or 61 or something now. Anyway, so it's when they fire off like a thousand missiles.
4: Oh.
0: So I don't know if you've seen that. It's It's been copied and echoed in many other things since. But uh, yeah. yeah, the Itano Circus is uh, a tradition started in Macross where they just fire off a thousand missiles with their smoke trails and they're all spiraling all over the place and then whatever pilot is trying to like juke in between them. So it, it feels like to me, it's like there are two competing Itano Circuses going, except those smoke trails are solid. As your silver hair is rushing in, trying to grapple, these two out and uh, Bitter Awakening's red ribbons are also trying to grapple, and they're like, everything's getting <laughs> tangled together. And I, I think what happens here is that your hair and Bitter Awakening's ribbons all get tangled up in a big ball together with, oh no. um, with these two kind of stuck in the middle. So you can see their heads, you know, and one or two limbs poking out at uncomfortable angles. And then you and Bitter Awakening are just stuck together. And (laughs) Bitter Awakening is in their sort of berserker rage mode at the moment, clearly. So they're just yanking backwards, attempting to disengage, not uh, fully realizing perhaps that how tangled they are. Uh, Like, you know, a dog, when uh, a dog gets their head stuck in like a garbage can lid or something, and they just can't quite realize, oh, I I have to do this carefully. They just yank on it. So you're finding yourself being yanked forward over and over again as Bitter Awakening thrashes. And I think that gives you the uh, level one harm sprain.
4: Okay. I think I've got to try to resist that. Oh, wait. How, how's my stress right now?
0: Uh, not great.
2: So chilled out. <laughs> We're so chilled out right now. Yeah, yeah, I about to ask for an opportunity to relieve some stress on the flight <laughs> over. <laughs> for, for yeah. Cover, you
4: know, cover. You know what? Though I might just take the harm. Okay. <laughs> sure, uh, you can do that too. Oh okay, yeah. So, so uh, level sprained. one harm, sprain. I, I imagine that Keva is like trying to brace against something and then she like wrenches her ankle a little bit or her wrist.
0: Okay. Yeah, you can put sprained ankle there and then that means you'll take less effect on actions that require you to use your ankle. Okay, but I think... At this point, you reach a bit of an equilibrium at this point between you and Bitter Awakening once he gradually starts to calm down. And I think Mandukai finally arrives behind him and just grabs his central fish body in a bear hug. And he eventually is struggling, struggling, struggling. But Mandukai is much stronger than him. uh, And he eventually subsides. She's she's panicked. Sorry, I couldn't keep up with him. He's got so many legs. He's got a lot of legs.
4: Keva just sort of looks at this, the mother of all tangle, hair tangles, and it's just sort of like her mouth is open, just sort of like... Uh. It's
1: the opposite of a braid.
4: Yeah, this is, <laughs> is going to be interesting. We need to question them. She says, changing tracks completely.
0: Bitter Awakening is grumbling and mumbling, and he says, the only question I want to ask them is how quickly do they want to die? Word.
4: I get it, but we need to like... Ask them where the bombs are, and then they can die.
0: Whoa! Metal <laughs> <Battle. laughs> Mandukai quirks a brow at you. Like, That's new, Kevin. Not you.
1: No. Everyone. Everyone else, though.
4: All the second Kevin, uh, he was like, uh, "You think I? You think that this doesn't rub off after all these years?"
0: Uh, he settles down and. He starts attempting to disentangle his ribbons, but he can't. And you hear muffled grunts and shouts of pain from both Call and First of All Cataphracts because uh, Bitter Awakening's ribbons are all very sharp. So they're all covered in like mm. little cuts from nice. uh, where his ribbons are. And I think your hair has been in some ways preventing them from getting sliced up even worse, acting as a buffer between them and the, the blades of Bitter Awakening's ribbons. Mandukai puts Bitter Awakening down and uh, because all of his limbs are currently entangled, he just is kind of sitting down on his fishy bum on the squishy floor here. She goes over to the Gordian Knot there and is just like, huh, do you think we can maybe get their mouths out at least?
4: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm really going to have to wash my hair later because it's going to like smell like fish and human and not in good ways.
0: Mandukai nods. She looks over at Zora. Uh, Now, I've been reading some uh, mythology in the library and uh, this looks like something we might call a Gordian Knot. And there is a solution to that that I think you might be uniquely uh, capable of handling here.
3: What would Zora know about Gordian knots? Because I am totally unfamiliar with them.
0: I think a Gordian Knot is probably something that's reflected, there's some story like it in the audits and the accounts. A Gordian Knot is an impossible knot Uh, For our listeners who don't know, the story of the Gordian Knot is that there was this uh, impossibly entangled knot that nobody could figure out how to unpick, and uh, Alexander the Great's solution uh, to the problem was to cut it open.
3: Was that the right solution?
0: Well, it worked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the knowledge that Zora has, just cut it?
0: (laughs) I think that's probably the lesson Zora would have taken from that story for sure.
4: <laughs> Don't cut my hair," Gemma <laughs> says, realizing what is being talked about here.
1: Can can we disentangle later? Not that it's not important. And Kai
0: shrugs. I thought we wanted to question them.
1: Yeah, but I feel like this is a good position to start questions.
4: <laughs> also, like, t- take the cutting my hair off the table.
0: Andi It grows back, doesn't it? Uh, but, uh, but. Look, we'll worry about this later. I'm just, you know, bombs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey,
0: Carl, can we have a conversation? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: what, what about you? cataphrag? <laughs> I see. I
0: see. Okay.
4: Do I have to roll something to get Kevin to retract the hair enough? Like, or move it to, out of their faces?
0: You could do, like, a, maybe a group action or something for disentangling it. Yeah, or... let's do it. Okay. Let's all work together to do an engineering
1: with hair. And fish fish flesh. (laughs) I love going to my old old barbershop, but I don't like the guy who just rented a chair.
3: I mean, I do think Mandukai has a point here. Like, we can't screw around forever trying to untangle stuff either. So, I mean, I'm totally down with giving it one shot, but if it looks like it's going to take longer, I'm sorry. We might just have to cut her hair.
4: Doesn't Keva's hair hurt? Like, the silver hair hurt when it gets cut?
0: It's doesn't it doesn't hurt but you can feel things happening to it like what's a like your fingernails it doesn't hurt but you know when something's happening to it
4: yeah it's more attached
0: yeah um so you know you can uh you can try to disentangle it what action do you think this would be
4: (laughs) i had a terrible thought that if we were going to cut it that's hacking it (laughs) no hack i know i know it's it's more it's it's a pun. It's a pun. <laughs> doctor? Jinx.
0: <laughs> Maybe. You can make an argument for Doctor, for sure.
1: Can I make an argument for Rig?
0: I mean, Keva's hair is a techno-organic constructs made of nanites and Bitter Awakening. Some of those things are cybernetic. So, I mean, Rig is fixing and building and breaking stuff. It could be that, too. What do we, what do we want it to be?
1: I want it to be scrap. But it, Rig is Okay. <laughs>
2: I mean, if we can just pull like, uh, enough to like free their mouths.
1: I just, start, I just start killing all four of them. So anyway, I started blasting. Emmett <laughs> takes out his blaster that he's always had.
4: Yeah, apparently.
0: I mean, maybe you took guns from the bounty hunters. I don't know. You'd have to declare that if you do. I do. I
1: don't know how to use those. I don't know anything about those.
0: What bounty hunter? Doctor or Rig, I think either one would work at standard effects here.
4: What if I declared detangle spray?
0: <laughs> Does it work on robots? Uh, there's some gear that might help. I wonder if there's some gear that might help, I should say. I have illicit drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's some type of illicit lubricant. That always helps.
4: I forgot that I had written down Scooby Snacks on Kevin's character sheet as something to declare. Why? <laughs> uh, this, was, this was way back when Maeve started eating people.
0: All right, who's taking point on attempting to disentangle this hair? I say I say we go with Rig here. I cannot. I shouldn't, but I can. Who wants to oversee the process? It doesn't have to be the person who's best at the action, just who's going to go in there and guide the rest of you. Got the least stress.
4: I think it's probably Keva. Like, I have four stress at this point, but I feel like Keva is going to oversee people trying to detangle her hair.
0: Okay. How many of you are helping with the detangling process? M-ray. Uh Do I need a, a point in? No. Rick to help? Okay. I'll just help. Okay.
4: I have no points in rig. Okay.
1: When I work on a clock with Rigor Heck, I get plus one segment.
0: You can also just try and do this solo or with someone aiding you. I think I can
1: probably do it with a gambit.
0: Okay.
4: Okay, then how about you do it?
0: Yeah, I'll do it.
1: Okay.
4: Okay. <laughs> <It's just like, laughs>
2: you can do it, I believe.
1: Everyone just like pats your back. is like, it's, uh, it's going to be okay. And then just reaches into the mess of blades and nanites. All right. Risky standard. A6. <sighs> A6. Okay.
4: I'm, I'm getting like, actually like. <sighs>
0: <laughs> you were able to, by reaching your hand in there, find, uh, like a pressure point, a point where the center of this knot is and give it the gentlest of tugs and, uh, everything unravels. And, uh, I think. Uh, Bitter Awakening bounces back a bit. Keva maybe falls back a bit, tripping backwards. Um, Emran catches Keva. Someone will have to catch Keva, but Emran, you're several meters away unless you're going to turn and dash back. Emron is so Kinaha fast. Style. I don't I know if you her.
1: knew this, but, but I'm super fast.
0: Well, Maeve's there. I guess you just said you can catch her. Okay, so you untangle her. Mave catches Keva before she can fall down. Bitter Awakening has... No one to catch him and just bounces like a bouncy ball. And any uh, of his fish, fish boy, <laughs> retracts around him uh, and back into a more condensed cloud of waving, furious fronds of fury. He says, all right, fine. We'll ask some questions. We got to do it quickly. There's bombs. You still got any fight left in you? Bitter Awakening. Is that who you're asking? No, the other two. <laughs> I
1: know I know. Bitter Awakening has some, has some vinegar in his crow. He I know.
0: That ever. Uh, I think Call puts her hands up. Like her gun is ruined at this point. It's been sliced up and crushed alternately by the blades, uh, the ribbon blades, and Keva's hair. And she just holds her hands up. And erstwhile cataphracts. His hands are twitching, but with his cannon gummed up and his exosuit heavily damaged by that uh, compressing experience, he looks down and he says, "Please, you must help me." What's going on. He has my family. Who's he? He's twitching. You can see looking over his shoulder as if he's expecting someone to be watching him. And Call is staring at him like with hard eyes. Is there a Mr. Bedinia? She turns her look at you and her eyes draw down and she says, has nothing to do with the Bedinias. Okay. Just a name I heard. What's the deal? Urswell cataphracts. He turns and catches Call's eye for a minute and she's still staring at him with those hard eyes, but he, uh, he shakes his head and says, I, I can't do this alone. I cannot be a party to this anymore. One of my former comrades approached me shortly after you arrived. He has my family and threatened them, saying he would kill them if I did not cooperate. There is a plot. There are bombs planted throughout the fleet, including here mm-hmm. on the ship.
4: We mm-hmm. heard about that part.
0: He looks surprised. Oh, well, I
1: we're uh really, we're working already? on that now yeah call we trashed el coco we have all of your
0: men call looks skeptical like all of them that's not possible they're professionals
1: yeah and they tried to blow up your ship as soon as we showed up as they should
4: i know the hair tangle is like kind of a bad move but we're really good at taking care of that sort of thing
1: Yeah, I I spoke to somebody who thought that they were in charge. No eyebrows, really pale.
0: She narrows her eyes again and muttering something. still have a job. Yeah, well... I don't care about your job.
1: Job's over as far as I'm concerned. We're gonna find those bombs and listen, you escape, you stay here. It's over for you.
0: Hmm. I think we might need to try a roll on her here. She is a real hard ass. You can see her fingers are twitching as if she's getting ready to do something.
4: I just imagined that camera pans around to her back and you see that her butt is in fact made of steel. Cubed bunch of
2: steel, as they My call it. My God. <laughs> I have
1: never seen a perfectly square ass before.
4: No,
0: SpongeBob!
1: <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, but his butt steel,
0: or he is a sponge. That's is. the one piece of media the Church of God allowed to exist. The <laughs> <Mulder>. <laughs> Season 396 of SpongeBob. <laughs>
1: Emran will attempt to pierce the heart of even the most black-hearted scoundrel.
0: Okay.
3: Is it possible for other people to assist in this Absolutely. at all?
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, let's do so- it. Let's have a group sway.
3: <laughs> yeah, Zora will just pull out the sword.
0: <laughs> you can oh. take a stress to uh, to assist in that way, yeah.
3: Yeah, oh, true. then I'll take a stress.
0: You want to burn a gambit or are we doing a group thing? I could
1: try to sway with just a gambit. And with um, uh, Zora's help. Yeah. Okay. Or we could give it to we could give it to Babe if you want.
2: uh if you want to let me try a command, I guess.
1: I don't know if that's gonna <laughs> stop it. I don't know if that's gonna work for
2: her. <laughs> could you not? Yeah, because I don't have any sway.
0: But, yeah, I'll try this way I think command would be limited effects, whereas sway would be standard here.
1: And, and I have potency with like talking to people instead of fight. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good to try. I guess you'll be risky with great effects.
4: Something just occurred to me.
0: Feel free to share.
4: It, it dawns on Keva now, recovering from this all. Oh no!
1: It's just well, a four. Four is a success. Yeah, I guess so. That could have been three ones. <laughs> Give me something. It's not like
3: it's not like last session when we we're rolling sixes like <laughs> left and right.
1: We're coming back around. Listen, it makes sense. She's <laughs> awesome. She's got buns
2: of steel. Yeah. <laughs> Emran's new to this talking people down thing. Trudy, when you've rolled three ones in a row. A four is pretty darn good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> true.
0: I have rolled four ones.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Uh, okay. I'm going to tick up the bombs go off clock by one. I was blown up uh, the
4: sun by accident.
0: You did do that, yeah. She blew up the sun, Judy. Uh, as this tense standoff takes more, t- more of your time. I'm picking that up by one as a consequence for uh, the four there. But she puts her hands back down again, and she just sits down on the floor, like crisscross applesauce and puts her hands behind her neck. And she says, I hope you've got some binders or something. So at least it looks like I put up a fight.
1: Oh, yeah. And if you want, we could, you know, make up bruises. She shakes her head.
0: I have a reputation to protect. Yeah, we're going to make you look like a hard ass. Don't worry.
4: A reputation of exploding hundreds of ships.
0: We got a job. We do the job.
4: So if someone asked you to commit genocide, you would do it?
0: She's doing it. I mean they'd have to pay a lot. That's a that's a big job.
4: Kevin's got like a horrified look on her face. Like, what did you do to weapon table?
0: She frowns. I weapon table? The green guy. There's no green guy on our ship. There isn't anybody on your ship except that little robot guy and he was asleep. Ah. <sighs> uh, okay, we still have problems.
4: My theory is correct or er, sort of
0: I don't think so anymore. Mandakai is binding Call's hands behind her neck with uh, some binders that she's got. Don't ask why. They look more decorative than anything else. Right, okay. Our <laughs>
1: girl. <Rebel> of <laughs>
0: bulk discounts they get over there. Uh, so she...
1: <laughs> In the
0: desert? <laughs> oh, by bulk discount, I mean they steal a lot of it. There all we go. At once.
4: <laughs> mm, mm, the five-finger discount.
0: Indeed. All right, so Erstwald Cataphract is, uh, he's, bas- he's very subdued and he says, I can help you, but I need you to try and find my family before they are killed.
3: We can do that, yes. Of course.
0: We, we will. What is the name of the, the other Centaur, I presume? His name is Gallantly Outcast.
3: Oh. Huh.
0: He is another security officer from this ship. He's been an exemplary officer up until yesterday. Is Midnight here? Dangerous Midnight is not here with you. Z is back in the hangar bay. Emren calls uh, Dangerous Midnight. Oh, hey, what's up, Emren? Um, okay. Registered some, like, fracas going on down around where you are. Everything all right? Um,
1: okay. Cataphract was pressed into this against his will. We have Colvasario apprehended. Gallantly Outcast has Cataphract's family and is threatening to kill them and was part of This whole bomb conspiracy.
0: Oh, come on, gallantly outcast. What is going on on this ship? But again, muttering that
1: cataphract had nothing to do with this, it was completely against his will.
0: Well, I mean, be that as it may, he did do it for sure. So that did happen. We'll have to deal with that. But uh, so they took his family, yes. I was wondering why they weren't around, said they were on vacation, not any vacation I'd ever want to be on. Okay, well. We'll start looking into this. Uh, I will see if we can figure out where a uh, gallantly outcast is hiding.
4: Kevin just stops and is like, I've never been on vacation. Huh. And neither of us have, none of us have been on vacation.
1: After we blow up the sun.
4: Okay. <laughs> I've heard beaches are nice.
0: <laughs> we do have beaches now. <laughs> there have always been beaches uh, around the Salt Lakes. We have safer beaches. Hmm. Yeah. Well, until Godzilla shows up. Uh, So some security details arrive, Centauran ones, and they are a little confused at first to be taking their boss into custody, but they do it. They've got their orders from higher up the chain, and uh, Erstwhile goes willingly with them, but uh, he makes eye contact with each of you as he goes, and he says, make this worthwhile. We will.
3: You have my word. We'll do it.
4: Kovastops. And
0: he is uh, led away along with Call.
4: Can we get pictures of his family so we know what they look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, you get pictures. It's just more codfish. But, but one of them's a pretty lady cod with big red hair. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and the and the little bow in the hair.
0: No, real sexy cod. Yeah,
1: just <laughs> a real <Yeah>. feminized cod.
4: <laughs> Eyelashes. Lips, this is a cartoon. No, uh,
0: no, it's just cod some of the some of the cod are very are much smaller and they're just like in a terrarium on legs they don't have their own cybernetics yet and you know so that's lots lots of pictures freaking oh adorable
4: yeah so cute
1: we just take the the multi-fold out of his wallet and we're like oh <laughs>
0: it's very long
1: <laughs> and this one's when we yeah and we just assumes that there's a family of 80 cod not putting putting it together these are pictures of the same
0: three people
4: I mean, wouldn't they have a lot of kids, aka also known as Spawn, you know? Uh,
0: but they are yeah, fit aliens. They're all, in the, they're all in the aquarium there.
4: Oh, okay. So it's, okay.
0: Wild. Huh. There are lots of complicated things that go on with uh, Centaur and reproduction that we do not have time for right now.
4: I'm just I would... thinking about how it actually works with fish.
0: Life finds a way. They come from Amber. Amber's going
1: to college after after this. Amber needs to know.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention I'm eating tonight? <laughs>
0: Uh, you get a ping, and they have a location on Gallantly Outcast. Gallantly Outcast, oddly enough, is uh, down in a central uh, deck of the ship, near where all of the engines are. Okay. <laughs> we might have an idea where the bombs are now.
4: Yeah, but I'm going to need a piggyback ride because my ankle is sprained.
1: Emman picks you up in one hand. <laughs> It's just fireman's carry the whole time.
4: This isn't a piggyback ride like I requested!
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do a group action to get down there as quickly as possible, because I want to see how swiftly you're able to move as the uh, timers tick down on the bombs and the uh, family of erstwhile cataphracts is in peril. Zora, can you lead
1: this? Because Ooh, who's you're a good scrambler. Zora's the toughest, I hope.
3: Probably.
4: I do have a tick in scramble, so that bodes better.
0: I have many scramble.
3: I have the two scramble.
0: Okay. We're in risky standard. So just everybody rolls scramble at risky standard, and we see how, what the best success is. And if anybody fails or gets below four. So uh, there's, yikes, a, there's a three, ready. for example. Another there's three. Another three. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Good so far. We're back. Okay, boys. Success. Good. Good. <laughs> and it's okay. Ew. Back to our roots. Oh, boy. Um, uh, Trudy, that's three stress for you. Uh, unfortunately, Zora, you do take three stress. <laughs> you
3: guys are stressing me out. I imagine <laughs> that
4: part of this is Keva is flailing because...
0: She wanted to piggyback. We're not used yeah. to
1: taking orders or following, or following a superior officer, so we're just real bad at keeping lockstep.
0: Yeah. I think maybe Zora is expecting a certain level of efficiency and teamwork. That <laughs> <laughs> is just not... Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: trying to like transform Medron. I'm ditching my acid sack and getting those like clown fidge
0: Not clown fish, <laughs> the clown shrimp like punching things. Sometimes or as like quickly, let's take this corridor. It's faster. And Maves like, I'm gonna go the other way.
2: <laughs> Don't yeah, tell me what no. to do. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I talk to the ship, I know it better than you do.
0: Emran just burst through several layers of membrane.
4: <laughs> like, ah!
0: It's a mess. Uh, when you finally get down there, uh, covered in... <laughs> the bombs have exploded and we're in space. We're not just a mess. We're a hot mess. Various types of goo and, uh, and such and char and everything else. I am going to advance this uh, clock by one there. So we're at two out of six on bombs go off. No, thanks. But you have made it. Panting and in disarray, but you are outside of the engine room. And you see that the large uh, sphincter of the door is open. And inside of it, there is a Centauran in a bulky security style uh, cyber suit, again, studded with weaponry. And they have these two large pods on the shoulders of this armor, like on the back of the shoulders of this armor. It looks almost like uh, a 50s style retro futuristic jetpack. So like these oval style pods. That are right on the back there. Uh, But they don't appear to have open bottoms, so it's probably not jet engines. Anyway, they have those, some weaponry built into the frame. And uh, yeah, that's who is there. Their back is to you. This is the only person in the engine room at the moment. And uh, he seems to be doing something at one of those organic consoles that line the walls uh, of important spaces here on Jellyfish Junction littered around in this room are several people who appear to be dead. Centaurans and humans. Oh. Oh. Lying in pools of blood. They uh, are in awkward positions, some limbs bent in ways they should not be. One person is a top half and then a bottom half, and the part where the middle should be is completely just gone. Uh, It is super gross.
4: Yeah, Keva like, is now like looking at it's like, uh, and turns her head around and, like, buries it into Emrin's shoulder for a second. It's like, Emran, don't look at
3: this area here. Don't, don't.
1: Emran gently sets you down. I would can like Emrin... to once again initiate beef. Yeah. Puts on his mask.
3: Zora takes out her sword for sure.
0: Okay.
1: Hey, buddy.
0: Uh, at the sound of you drawing your sword, this person turns around, the centauran, and you can see in the middle of the armor is the head of a swordfish sticking out, but the head is just kind of lolling in the middle of the armor. And you get a closer look at the eyes. They appear to be glazed over and there's something leaking out of this swordfish mouth. But this uh, centauran turns to face you and you hear a voice coming not from the fish's mouth, but from some speaker somewhere on its armor. And it says, Well, hello, sunbreakers. I've been itching to meet you. Why do you sound so sultry? Hmm. <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? It's the bad egg.
4: What the heck? Eva says,
0: Did you body jack this fish, man? He spreads his arms in a bit of a shrug. There are four of those arms. The top two do the shrug. The bottom two are crossed over the uh, midsection. One of them reaches up briefly to readjust the, at this point, clearly dead fish's head. Well, that's a mighty crude way of putting it, for such a delicate technological operation. Yes indeed, I have supplanted this one with my own mind. Emerson K.V. at your service.